Welcome to the Midtown Midweek, where we chat about the sermon on Sunday, talk about it a little more. I'm your host, Melissa Fennell, here with uh, my co-host, Jake Blair. Hello. Hey, how's your week going? So good. We nailed it this time. Yay. Yay. You guys um, are like actual friends, it seems like. Hey, who's this new guest? Um, I don't know. Who do you think it is? Audience, who do you think this person is? Give, give them a sound bite. Hello. Any guesses? Any <laughs> guesses? That's right, it's Andrew wow. Flowers. Hello, so glad to be here. Glad you're here. This is Andrew's first time on the podcast. Indeed. Indeed Welcome. it is. Yeah. Welcome, mm-hmm. glad you're here. Now, Andrew was the lead writer of this week's sermon, mm-hmm. thus why he is here. Before we get to the sermon, though, let's do a quick gratitude practice. I'd love to hear from us what we are thankful for this week. I have been increasingly thankful for family in many kinds in Mm -hmm. this season of life. And so uh, nuclear family being um, my wife, Morgan, and our recently turned two-year-old baby girl, Lucy. My extended family with my parents being close, and they've been really, really helpful and supportive in times like these. And church family. Uh, It's been a little bit of a transition season the past year or two for my family. And um, church family has been a really big constant in different kinds of ways. That's great. Mm -hmm. Family. Family. It's like uh, Dominic Toretto would say. Indeed. I am thankful for uh, church, but specifically uh, just being a volunteer on Sunday, this last Sunday. Um, and just getting to be a fly on the wall and watch all the different ministry areas at work. And then I taught a 201 class, and that was really fun. And it's just uh, very invigorating and refreshing to, I'm thinking about those 201 folks who are excited to be a part of what Jesus is doing in our church, who want to take on ministry weight in life groups. That was really refreshing, mm-hmm. and, and that was a big highlight, and, and I'm thankful for them. I'm ready now. All right, Do you want to know what I'm grateful for? What are you I'll grateful you. for, Melly? I'm very curious. <laughs> okay, so I got to hang out with Molly Ironside last week, and it was so lovely. So she has just started fostering, um, and she has a little baby placed with her. And I am so grateful for that picture of, like, bringing people into family. But also when we were hanging out, like, all of her neighbors were like coming over to see the baby and like, Oh, I'm just going to go like, she's going to hang out with me while I take my dinner out the oven and I'll just give you Mm -hmm. some free time. And so like seeing people rally around her and like love on her has been really encouraging. I love that. That's something that is not irregular in in our church family. And you know, even down to the serve the city partnership stuff with DSS out in Lexington. uh, It makes our city better. Makes Cause we all know. Columbia, you'd rather be here. Whoa! Our local spotlight where we want to highlight one local business we think people ought to go to. Let's support local. We love our city. We want to uh, highlight the things that make our city better. So, Andrew, you got it this week. What is one local business you want to highlight? Yeah, I have something I'd love to highlight. Yeah, what's up? I can't wait. Right across from... Bodhi Thai in downtown Lexington is a coffee shop called The Haven um, that is locally owned. And as of uh, six months ago, maybe even a year ago, they uh, 
joined up with Nona's, who used to be downtown <gasps> in, Wait a in the Vista. That's a hot tip. And so Nona's desserts and cakes, like <gasps> all the stuff that Nona's had, yes. is now at the Haven for now, late night munchies. And they I also didn't. have the coffee shop. And they So also we've done um, in the past before Midtown Lexington, of which I'm a member, had our own space, had our own building. We've done like member meetings and different stuff there. And so they've been really, really helpful uh, as far as that goes. We actually had the meeting where we announced that we were under contract with our new building. We announced that there at the Haven um, at, at a little member meeting that we had there. So um, it's a great spot. We got good food, good drink, and partnered up with Nona's. And downtown OGs will know that Nona's is great. Yes. Yeah. I feel shook hearing that because I feel like I've been in mourning for the past however many years that they closed down in downtown yeah. and I didn't get the scoop that they were moving over to Lexington. Yeah. That's so good they, to know. they partnered up. It, you know, it's great. Because you would go to Kaminsky's if you wanted to like, hey, this is a party vibe. I want to yes. have all my friends come here. But Introverts if I want don't want classy, that. Yeah. Introvert time with a great yes. dessert. I go across the street. Go yes. to Nona's. Nona's is where me and Momo went and met up with friends after we got engaged. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that. best cakes in Columbia, hands down. Yeah, it was great. So there you go. The Haven Coffee Shop, Nona's Cake and Desserts, also in there. Info is in the show notes. Before we close this up, I have an experiment that I want to do with the audience. Interesting. In Love the that. show notes, there's going to be a little survey that you can click. And I want to know, will people use the survey if it's in the show notes? Because if so, we can make this a really fun interactive podcast. We can highlight local spotlights, maybe even like pit them up against each other, do like a bracket tournament of favorite local spots. Wow. But that only happens, sports, that only happens if you all click the link in the show notes. And so click the link in the show notes and it's going to be a... I haven't made it yet. It's just going to be a blank form. And, you know, you just put in your name and put in a comment and then just send, hit send and that's it. Wow. So pull over. You're in the car. I'm almost positive. Yeah, stop pull what up. you're doing. Slam on the brakes. That's right. <laughs> okay. Melly, how do I access the show notes again? You swipe right. No, that's Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically. You swipe one way on Spotify or hit the show more button. There you go. Yeah. Guys, it's the 21st century. That's I right. trust you to know how to do this. That's right. Without me having if to If there are ever it. three dots or a settings thing, oh, yeah. that's probably a good thing to go to. Oh, yeah. Until you get to like podcast episode, scroll down a little bit, it'll you, be there. So please do that because we could make this really fun and interactive with our church fam. One person even recommended to me yesterday, hey, I'd love if we had like Columbia You'd Rather Be Here t-shirts and maybe Ugh, you can like on. put a little survey in the show notes. So... I don't know. Could we do that? It's Who's up to, to you, say? listener. Wow. So there you go. Let's close this up. Andrew, what were some things that did not make the final cut of the sermon? Some things that didn't make the final cut. So a lot of things were there. So a, a lot of the content that I had that didn't end up making it were um, more things from Tim Keller and a sermon that he preached on it a long time. So, you know, the, the concept of joy is that spiritual buoyancy came from him. And I, I just thought that that was a really great word picture, but he had, he had a lot of stuff um, more into the, the idea of um, 
how joy can be present even in our sufferings. Um, and Paul writes a lot about that. And so he, he pulled out a lot of those kind of themes. Um, and so that, that was something that didn't make it. And then just some different, um, contextual background stuff that I, I think is really good, but, um, just wasn't, wasn't able to, to make the cut. One, one thing that sticks out to me. So in the end of our passage at, in verse seven, um, Paul writes, you know, the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right. And so we talked about God's peace as being an active agent in all of this, that as we press in to God's presence through prayer, as we, as we lean into that, um, God's peace is actively working to guard our hearts and our minds and, and God's grace is, is actively at work to change us. Um, and just, you know, just in looking, looking up kind of contextual context, the people in Philippi were super familiar with what a Roman occupation would look like. So, you know, Mm. it, the, the guarding term was usually used in military terminology. And so they were really familiar with what it would look like for an army to be standing at the gates of the city to, to guard from whatever was going on around. And so I, you know, just something small like that, that, um, just connected it to where they were and in the midst of actual warfare and in, um, alongside spiritual warfare, they could know that God's peace was, was going to guard them. Was it was going to, um, you know, if not physically safe, keep, keep them safe to the end. You know, he's going to keep, keep their hearts to the end. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love that. There, there was another reference that, that you know, I don't, I don't know if Alan highlighted it down downtown or not, but um, I, I quoted this guy named Glenn Packiam, mm-hmm. who is who's a pastor, and I, I I quoted him in a conversation that that he had with a therapist friend of his, and um, it was just a in brief passing when we were talking about um, the idea that we're not in control, and that that's a truth that anxiety tells us, and um, you know he was talking to a counselor and. The counselor, they were basically talking about the idea of doom scrolling. So yeah. the idea of just this constant intake of negative information and even searching it out sometimes. But I mean, especially in the past year and a half, it feels like if you just opened your social media feed or open a comment section of anywhere, there's negative, if, if not just negative attitude, the actual like negative messaging or bad news or whatever. And the counselor said, you know, when our awareness outpaces our agency, we're left with anxiety. Mm. It's three A's, so you know that's true. But when your awareness outpaces your agency, you're left with anxiety. So when your awareness of the world around you and the problems that are in it outpaces your agency, your ability to control or actually make something happen, what's left is anxiety. And We've talked about social media a ton, whether it be through personal liturgy years ago or in sermons since then. And it's like, it has a lot of really, really great things. And th- this felt like, especially from the past year slash the time that we're in, just uh, it is so easy to get caught up in all of that and to get anxious about all of these kinds of problems. And it's it's because our awareness outpaces 
big time our agency. Like we're we're aware of so many problems that we actually don't have any power to affect change in at all. Um, and uh, instead of going to God with it, we're left with just this almost baseline layer of anxiety. And it's like things can pile on top of that, but people are, people are just anxious about whatever. So anyways, that, that was something else that I, I felt like stuck out to me a lot in prepping for it that just didn't get to spend a lot of time with on, on Sunday. And I think too, like our, I mean, there's just so much information on That's social right. media and it's like my brain, I don't think was created to intake all of that. That's right. You'd be correct. It, yeah. And it's <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like, uh, during the pandemic, I, went through a phase where I just kept in taking all this negative stuff and I was just so anxious and angry. And I looked at like how many people I was following and it was like almost 2000. <laughs> and I was like, no, imagine 2000 people shouting at you at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I went through and just like mass deleted, like anyone I didn't know personally. And that was very helpful. Yeah. And Instagram actually like thought I was a robot and tried to like, <laughs> <laughs> like block my account for like a week it's fine but no uh, real person would delete this many followers yes correct it's like are you sure i was like (laughs) no i'm very sure get off my feed that's good but it was helpful to to get to purge that and have more like you know uh helpful content yeah that's right and you know i feel like we've even talked about this before you you are more in control of mm-hmm. your intake and what you think, right? So like seeing s- stuff that makes you mad or frustrated, it's like you're you're actually in control of some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. You know, some some of the algorithm stuff is silly and frustrating, but it's like you you have the power to unfollow, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh you know, I I think we allow we allow things to have an effect on us that we've actually given power in our lives, whether it be people or, or news outlets or whatever. Um, we, we've given them the power to affect us and we, we don't have to do that. Yeah. And I will say too, like there is a flip side of that. Like I've even noticed, I don't know if I'm going to explain this right, but it's not even just the negative stuff that we intake, but a lot of the positive stuff that we intake that isn't necessarily rooted in scripture can be, I think, equally as harmful. And so, I don't know. I mean... What you're saying is almost like the opposite effect of doom scrolling and mm-hmm. like negative content is you can sway so far on the other side mm-hmm. that it's all positive and self-motivating. But if it's not grounded in scripture, if it's not grounded in truth, then that's also... That's right. Missing yeah. It. That's right. Yeah. 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 Final question for you, Flo. How did studying, preparing for this sermon impact you personally? So I would not consider myself to be an anxious person, right? So my um, default is more towards uh, positively, you would say contentment, negatively you would say apathy right so like the the two sides of the same coin of right i can be helpfully 
content where I'm at when I'm leaning into Jesus and I can be unhelpfully apathetic when I'm not. Um, and so in, in trying to study this passage and also knowing how unhelpful it it's been used sometimes of like, you know, the cartoon version is someone yelling, don't be anxious at you. But I've, I've been in many rooms where it's like, hey, I'm anxious. I'm really, really struggling with this. And someone's just like, hey, have you prayed about it? And it's like, well, yeah, I, I have. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know what I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do next. Right. So um, really just just in thinking about um, the people in my life that are really, really close to me and, you know, in my life group, in my family, whatever. Um, what, what is, what is actually helpful? And then what is actually the win um, that, that Paul's trying to call us to. So uh, I think, I think personally my prayer time will continue to be shaped by this kind of idea of praying with Thanksgiving and, um, and also just trying to hold hold that out for other people um, so that, you know, recognition of God's faithfulness in the past can increase our faith for what he's going to do in the present and the future. Um, and also being able to change the wind of when I feel anxious or when other people feel anxious around me of like, I, this can actually be a spiritual advantage as crazy as it sounds uh, of like as as we realize our lack of agency or lack of control um that can actually turn us to see the really really beautiful truths of of who god is and and what he's done so um yeah i i think any any time any time i lean into something um like this where it's like my uh my natural wiring is it at least i would say doesn't lean this direction it always turns out where it's something like well actually i i need to still be more aware of god's active presence and participation in my life because uh at you know apathy and ignorance isn't the answer either that that's not what paul's calling for and so you know even if you were hearing this sermon and didn't it's like, I don't really feel like I struggle with anxiety a lot. I don't feel like that's something that I'm naturally inclined towards. Man, praying with Thanksgiving still helps you lean in to the active presence and power of God in your life. And you you can do that for other people too. I really appreciated um, at the end of the sermon yesterday, Alan um, taught at our downtown campus and he had like time for everyone to kind of respond in person. And I just like remembering God's faithfulness and like, um, you know, his presence and participation. And I feel like that's a really good spiritual practice for everyone. Even if you don't struggle with anxiety, you know? Oh yeah. It's good to remember. Flo, uh, how can we and, and anybody listening be praying for you this week? Yeah. My wife Morgan is pregnant with our second baby girl on the way. And so that that is very, very fun. Hold on one moment. Yep. Say that again. My wife Morgan is uh, pregnant with our second baby girl on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, that uh, that's a, a time of transition for 
our family that that you can definitely be praying for and yeah. uh if you're if you're a member of our our downtown church i would i would i would really really ask for for prayers for for midtown lexington as we're in a brand new building in a brand new spot and so people sometimes feel like we're a new church but even like downtown we're um we're trying to stabilize and reestablish and get back into just good rhythms of being able to gather together and even being able to be a, a more uh, consistent and present impact in in our city. That's great. Uh, Jake, would you like to pray for Andrew yeah. before we close out? Yeah. Jesus, thank you that we got to sit under your word together as a church family. Thank you for using Andrew to speak to us as he wrote this sermon on Sunday. And I pray that you are with him and Morgan and baby Lucy as they get ready to welcome their second baby into the world, give them rest as much as possible, help them to just love their kids where they are in this season of life and to savor it. And we lift up our Lexington Church to you. God, thank you for what they are doing in that community. Thank you for their building. And God, we pray that as things are normalizing, that they continue to push for being on mission and that folks would show up at gatherings and at life group and be all into the mission that you call us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, that is all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, Andrew. We appreciate you. Glad to be here. All of our listeners, check out the show notes. Don't forget to click on the survey. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.